welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. I'm Christopher Crellin, CEO of the American Influencer Association. Today, American Influencer Award winner Megan Former shares her inspirational journey from Iran to Hollywood as a biomedical engineer and international model. Megan also shares how the power of not panicking helped her save her brother's life. And now, here's our host, Josh Skinner. Hey, it's Josh Skinner, and welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. I'm with an American Influencer Award winner. Please welcome Megan Pormer. Hello! <laughs> Megan, Thanks how for are me. you? I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited that you are here. We're going to have a great interview. Yes. We were yes, talking right yes. before this, and I'm like, the energy in the room is good. <laughs> I'm ready to spill it all out. <laughs> we're going to spill tea, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Megan made me some amazing tea to go with this rainy day here in Los Angeles. Yes, it's nice and warm and cozy. We're sipping our teas while we're, you know, doing this interview. So everything's good. <laughs> we're having a cozy day. So let's tell uh, America and the world a little bit about you. You are uh, an international model. You're an actress. You are, of course, an influencer. And one of my favorite parts of your story is that you are also a doctor of biomedical engineering. <laughs> Thank you, you. You're a genius, basically. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> I take it. Well, for those of us who don't know what that means, what is a doctor of bio, uh, biomedical engineering? Well, you know, every single medical implant you see out there from breast implants to like lovely cosmetic implants, cheek implants, chin implants, and then we go further to heart stents for people that have heart issues and hip implants, elbow joint implants, all of those implants were made by biomedical engineers, wow. as well as medical devices like the MRI device and the CT scan device. They're all made by a biomedical engineer. What made you want to go into that field? I wanted to save lives. From, from age five, which is the first time I remember myself, I always wanted to save lives. Like I remember once my grandfather had a heart attack when I was like six and I was giving, I was trying to bring him back to life and same as with my brother. Actually, I succeeded by, gave, by giving them CPR. So it did work both times. And I decided that I got to do something to save lives. However, I wanted to become a public figure. And even though I really wanted to go to medical school, I was worried that by the time I finished medical school, I from what the world would perceive, I wouldn't be young enough to be a public figure. So I chose something in, in between that I would still have enough information to be on the forefront of being one of the people who can contribute towards saving, you know, healthcare and humanity in a sense, but also, you know, graduate, get out of the university young enough to be able to start being a public figure. Although by the time I graduated, the world has thankfully changed a lot to the point that um, women's sex and age are no longer an issue. You no longer have to be super young to be an influencer or to be a public figure. But back then, everybody in Hollywood told me, if you want to make it in Hollywood, you got to get out of that university fast enough. I want to back up just a quick second. Sure. You saved your brother and your grandfather? Yes. Two separate occasions? Yes. Thank God that you were there. <laughs> to help them that's amazing 
yes, my brother uh, always says that to me. Like, he's always like, I owe you my life. And he literally does because he died in front of me. And my parents freaked out. So instead of staying there, I don't I don't even know why. They opened our, that, the door and they jumped out on the street, started to scream. And I stayed in and I... I saw that my brother's dead, so I opened his mouth and I started blowing into his mouth. And after like a couple of seconds, he came back to life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So it's it's the power of not panicking. You know, it wasn't about me. It was about the fact that I was little, so I didn't have many inhibitions and I didn't freak out. Wow, you are an angel. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's amazing to save two people's lives. Thank and you were, you. Cho- I feel like you were chosen for that moment. That's what I felt like. Yeah. Like, I felt like this is my duty. It's not like I had a choice. I felt like this is my purpose and I have to find a way to fulfill it. Wow. And <laughs> the universe and God trusted you. That's amazing. It's an now, honor. Now, speaking of being an angel and having wings to fly. <laughs> okay, so when you won, I was at the award show and, uh, excuse me, at the American Influencer Award Show a few months ago. And you walked on stage the same place, the Dolby Digital Theater. The Oscar where the Oscars are and you accepted award and Tyra Banks gave you this award. What was that? And because I want to bring it full circle, you had wings like an angel, (laughs) like in your, in your beautiful gown or your, how would you describe it? Your outfit. That was a coincidence. Iris Van Herpen, this incredible designer um, from Amsterdam. She's my favorite designer in the world. She sent me that dress on the day of the event. And I looked at it and I was like, this is it. This is the moment I've been dreaming of as a child. And again, as a child, I used to watch the Oscars from Iran. And I used to tell my father, I said, I want to go on that podium, but not as an ethnic person, as an international person. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, they don't allow Iranians on that podium. I said, well, I'll be the first. And he said, okay. If you get to do that, make sure that, you know, you'll speak Farsi. I did that. But unfortunately, my father passed away about 10 years ago. So he wasn't there. I'm sure he saw me, you know, but from heaven. Yes. You know, and um, that dress spoke to me. Every little piece of that dress. It was basically a metaphor for being free, for having wings to fly. And my biggest motto in life is that I always ask men to not cut women's wings. I know. And it all came together. I know. Wow. I just got chills. <laughs> Me too. What was that moment like when you saw Tyra Banks literally cheering and clapping for you as you're giving your speech? It was a moment of, oh my God, I'm getting chills as I'm speaking about it. It was an affirmation that, that as women, we're enough. Mm. A strong woman introduced another woman on the stage and we had a moment of feeling that we're finally enough that we finally don't necessarily need a man to introduce us Mm. for those listening who want to have that same emotion of feeling enough what what would you suggest for them trust your intuitions and if you're born with a desire it's not a coincidence it's because you deserve it trust it and it's It's all about not allowing anyone to dim your light and understanding that if anyone is doing that, they're not doing it on purpose. They're only worried about you because they can't do what you can. And therefore, it's difficult for them to trust that you can do something because when they put themselves in your shoes, they're like, 
how am I gonna do what what she wants to do? It's not possible. So let me protect her and stop her. And at that moment, you need to understand they don't have bad intentions. They're only they can't imagine doing your life purpose, which is why that desire is your life purpose, not mine, not anybody else's. You're born with a particular ability to fulfill a particular purpose in life. And if you feel it within you, you can do it. Wow. You hear that, listeners? You can do it. Listen to that voice inside. It's actually your duty to listen to that voice inside of you. What I realized in life is it's not a choice to listen to your intuitions. It's our responsibility. We're born with that. It's our purpose to be on this planet. And if we don't do it, it's not only that we won't feel fulfilled emotionally, it's that we're not filling the shoes that we're coming to this world to fill. If I, if yeah, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. You know, it's easy to get distracted, especially in LA, and not be centered. Do you have any tips that you do in your life just to, to stay grounded, just to make sure that you're in that life flow that we're speaking about right now? Yes. I have a very small inner circle of people that are my backbones. And no matter what, if the world falls apart, I know there are certain people that are always there for me and I'm always there for them. And the thought of when I think about those people, I, I, I feel grounded and secure. And the other thing is I know we're not separate people. We're all one part of a bigger thing. For example, one thing I learned while studying was that the little cells in our body, you know, they don't know we exist. They don't know that they're a part of a bigger thing. They're living their lives. They wake up, they, you know, they go to the bath, not go to the bathroom in that sense, but, you know, they, um, they eat, they, you know, they, we feed them, but they don't know that we exist. They're living their lives, looking at other cells and, you know, getting through their day to day. The same thing applies to us as human beings. We are little cells of a bigger thing. And unless we believe it, we're not going to be able to fulfill our purpose unless we believe that we are a part of a bigger thing and we, we literally are one. So if I do hurt another cell, the body will suffer. As a result, I will suffer. And it, the same thing applies to the cells in our body. So if we're in touch with them, we're always healthy. We, we feel like our body is in great shape. Once we lose that connection between us and the inside of our bodies, then, you know, we get diseases and a lot of, you know, the things basically go down. So as long as you remember that you're a part of a bigger thing, you always feel grounded because nobody's outside of that, that bigger thing. We're all in it together. Oh, I love that. That's so <laughs> great. When did you know that you had influence, that you were an influencer, if you will? When I was very little. Really? Yeah, I was, I was in kindergarten, and I was chosen as the UN ambassador uh, for children's rights. Wow. I couldn't read, and I had to prepare a 17-page uh, speech, which forced me to start lear like, to learn how to read when I was five, which has been the story of my life. It's like always wanting to finish school fast so I can get, you know, to the, I can attend to the real world and the people and all of that. Um, that was the age that I just, that I realized uh, I'm responsible. It's not just me, you know, and following my heart and my dreams were no longer an option. 
it, it was in me because of a reason. And I had to just follow that. It was just following that bigger thing that I'm a sell of. I hope I'm making sense. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's, it's bigger than you. It's, it's, it's much bigger than me. Oprah talks about that, that she knew at a very young age that everything was going to prepare her for greatness. Yes. Not because it was part of her ego, but just because she knew what destiny had for her was larger than her dreams. Yes. Yes. How do we keep dreaming? You know, because it's easy to let other people and their negativity go into our, our mind. How do you protect yourself from that? My dreams are stronger than all of those voices combined. You oh, that's know? brilliant. Yes, it's just it's just sometimes I even want to fall into that hole. Oh, maybe that person who said you can't do it is right. But then the, there's this fire burning within me that I have to attend to. That, that I, here's the thing. If you try to go against your desires, you're constantly at war with yourself. And your only weapon to use in that war is your ego. If you disarm yourself by getting rid of the ego, you have no choice but surrendering to your intuitions and your heart you have no weapon to to go to war with and i dropped my ego many years ago because i don't want to carry a a a i don't know a i don't want to be armed i don't want to carry a weapon i don't even if there is a war i prefer to go with bare hands and just see what happens <laughs> <laughs> you're a fighter <laughs> and a lover at the same time it's pretty brilliant um was there a moment in your career that you're like oh i think i'm making it i think i've actually made that crossover of like i'm kind of a star tyra banks calling me <laughs> up to the stage was definitely you know i would say that was a nice graduation yeah <laughs> to the next it level. was like god i'm flying i was literally flying in that dress like i don't remember how i got from from my seat to the stage when she called my name it was the wings the wings it, the wings i just love how you you brought it full circle about you know people shouldn't clip your wings. And also, and I'm looking at it, you literally were an angel that, and you saved your brother and your grandfather's life. Like you were chosen for that moment too. <laughs> Thank you. That's brilliant. Now I'm going to, I'm going to talk about some really cool accomplishments that I'm impressed by. Ooh, uh, thank you. You've been, you've graced the covers of the following magazines, Vogue Arabia, Harper's Bazaar Turkey, Women's Health East, cosmopolitan middle east and l middle east what what is that like to see your face on all those huge covers <laughs> megan that's gigantic it was it was uh well especially in the middle east as a woman and if you are from the region right it's like am i being the bad girl like you know i'm wearing all these like revealing outfits and i'm on on all these magazine covers am i a bad girl and being on those covers made me feel good about being a bad girl in a sense because in in our cultures we grow up with so many inhibitions as a woman you're, you're supposed to be covered up you're supposed to not talk to men you're supposed to unless you're your unless that man is your husband you're not supposed to like you know even date anyone and then inside of me within me a part of me was always like but it doesn't feel natural to me you know i know that everybody says that's what i should do but it doesn't because i went to school in the middle east like it doesn't feel natural to me and then when i ended up on those covers i remember uh seeing myself at the grocery store on the cover of cosmopolitan and i was like oh 
if this is the definition of being a bad girl, I love this. <laughs> so well, it was, yeah. Did you just want to buy every copy when you, you're in the grocery store and you see it? Like, oh what, my what, God. Describe that moment. I ordered <laughs> at least 100 copies of each of the magazines. So I have a room full of magazines in that back, you know, studio. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Your family must be so proud. Uh, my father didn't get a chance to see any of this, but he is the man who gave me the wings. Can mm. you imagine in that crazy culture, a man from the Middle East told me that I should not allow the society to clip my wings, and he is right there by my side to push me every time I want to fly, mm. coming from a man. It was monumental. And I was watching every time. I have videos of, you know, all of my birthdays and everything. And I, one time I was riding a horse. I was watching it recently. And I was about to fall. And I look back at my dad and my dad's like, so what? If you fall, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help you stand up again. Go. And that's, that's been my, that's been the voice in my head for everything I do in my life. Okay, if I fall, big deal. You know, I'll stand up again. I've been moving from continent to another continent from, I went from Asia, well, the Middle East, Asia, Europe, and America, searching for a culture in which men are not clipping women's wings. And to this day, I haven't found that culture or that society. I thought it's, the, it's a Middle Eastern thing, and I thought it's a European thing, and I thought it's an American thing, and I realized it's a global thing. So then I decided instead of searching for that culture or that society, I'm going to create it. Because unfortunately, one thing that's embedded in men's heads as a child is that if you give a woman wings, she'll fly away. But the truth is, the reality is, if you give your woman wings, she will hold your hands and you'll fly with her. Actually, you won't even have to work as hard because you can sometimes sit on her wings and let her fly you through the sky. Mm -hmm. For girls out there, and I'll say guys as well, if they believe that they don't have wings, how do you help them see that they do? I keep emphasizing and pushing the fact that I had to work really hard to maintain my wings. Mm. It, you have to value your wings and keep working at not let, letting them get damaged. You have to literally see your wings as a part of your body and protect it the same way as you protect your body. And I have created a few gatherings for women in my country, even though I don't have the chance, I, I cannot um, go back, but I've created gatherings to find jobs for women, but not just any job, their dream job. So if you want to be in the beauty sector, I've created a, um, a female empowerment, basically job platform to create businesses for women that want to be in the beauty world, the women that want to be in the fashion world, women that want to be in the modeling world. And I'm trying to show them little, um, I'm trying to show them that there is light, not just at the end of the tunnel, there is even light in the tunnel. You just need to see it. So I don't want anyone, any woman to give up on their dreams because of their own limited belief that, oh, I cannot do it because I wasn't born in a rich family or because I wasn't born in that country or because I'm not pretty enough, I'm not tall enough, I'm not short enough, I'm not, you know. Just so you know, if you're looking for a reason not to be enough, you will always find it. Hmm. And if you think you're enough, you are always going to be enough. I like that. <laughs> you got to keep the love. Yes. I read this thing once that said, fear is the removal of love. 
And I thought that was really interesting that when we're most fearful, that's something that we obtain. We're not born with fear. No, fear is lack of oxygen to me. Oh, yes. It has happened to me many times that I was in a presence of someone, someone that I was attracted to, a man, a woman, a family member, whatever. And fear took over and I felt like I'm about to die. So I had to leave without saying anything because I was like, if I tell them that I'm dying because there is no love and fear, because when fear comes, it kills love. Yeah. The, the second fear walks through the door, love leaves through the back door because they cannot be in each other's presence. It's exactly like putting a human being in a room without oxygen. That person has no chance of surviving. And my advice to all of, to everybody who's listening to this is that when you see fear, walk away from it. Don't battle with it because you're going to die. The more you fight it, the faster you're going to die. And I, I, and by dying, I'm saying it in a very, it's, it's a metaphor. I mean, your heart will die. Your soul will die. It'll distract you. Walk away from fear. What's the greatest lesson that you've learned? To walk away from fear. Really? That's yeah. it? Yeah. Well, thank God you learned that at your young age now. Instead <laughs> of, you know, some people don't learn their lesson until like the end of their life. I think they don't want to learn. Mm. I, I learned in life that if that the universe keeps showing you all the signs and keeps giving you everything you need, you have a choice of seeing it or not seeing it. It's exactly like when you go to an event or something, right? You go with a friend, you come back, you say, oh, did you see that person? She says, no, I didn't. You say, did you see that painting? She says, no, I didn't. It didn't mean that it wasn't there. That person, you chose to see certain things and your friend chose to see other things. Wow. It had nothing to do with what was in the room. It had to do with what you decided to see. And if you decide that you want more from this life than just the day-to-day stuff and what the society tells you, you will see it. That's beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. You know, I know a lot of uh, fans look up to you. How do you want the next generation to influence properly and be little influencers themselves? I want women to start carrying men. I'm not a believer in equality. How can we be equals when woman is the child bearer we are born to carry humanity men and women but unfortunately the society made men feel like they have to carry us that's not true men are tired men are exhausted there's a reason they're clipping our wings because they're so exhausted they can't even think clearly and i want women to girls to grow up thinking I'm not going to fall in a, in, a, in a man's arms. A man should fall into my arms. And I don't want girls to think, oh, I'm still too young to start my own business. You're never too young. You're never too young to do anything. When I, it, it, I speak to a lot of um, girls and they're, you know, 18, 19, 20, and then I personally give them opportunities. I say, I think you're a great marketing director. I think you should do this. And they're like, but we're too young. What does that even mean? Who created this belief that in order to have your own business, you've got to be 30 plus, 40 plus? No, you're never too young. Just as a woman, I want every girl to grow up with the mentality that 
I want to be able to carry a man or even men. I want to carry them. And as a result of that, then they would never feel like they're too young to do anything. <laughs> You're very inspirational. <laughs> really? Where's your podcast? Oh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Megan needs a podcast, everybody. <laughs> Let's get on that stat. I could uh, never be as good as you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're doing fantastic. That's great advice to the next generation. What's next for you, Megan? Next for me, the next thing for me is um, working on a on cure for cancer. Wow. Um, and in order to make that happen, I want a strong army of women from around the world because biologically women are givers. They're emotionally more um, in tune with their, with their existence. And I want a strong army of women who have the mission of healing humanity. And unfortunately, cancer is a big fear that humanity has created and we need to overcome it. And that's my mission. I love that. <laughs> now, if they want more information on you and your journey, where do they go? They go to at Megan Pormer on my Instagram or MeganPormer.com. Trust me, I scream loud enough to make sure if I have a good message, everybody would hear it because it's my duty to do so. I would love to have you on our show again next season. It would be my honor. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want more information, don't forget, visit Megan on Instagram and, of course, her website. Definitely check it out. She's a lot going on and uh -huh. you don't want to miss it. Megan, thanks for being on American Influencer Real Talk. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to American Influencer Real Talk with our guest, Megan Pormer. You can keep up with our latest episode by visiting us at AIAawards.com and by subscribing to our show on your favorite podcast platform. The American Influencer Real Talk is produced by Christopher Krellen, Bethany Krellen, Josh Skinner, and edited and produced by Michael Sykes. Original music composed by at Joshua Hendricks Music. And now, here's our CMO, Bethany Krellen. Hey, it's Bethany Krellen. Thank you for listening to the American Influencer Real Talk. We hope you enjoyed. We are so passionate about all of you, our fans. We want you to be part of the AIA family. You can check out our beauty bundle, which supports our influencer community at AIAawards.com. Want to be a guest on The Real Talk? Send us a message on social. We can't wait to stay connected with you all and don't miss the next episode next week.